Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about my quilting journey and life in a northern town. Show notes can be found at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. Please leave a comment and we can continue the conversation online. My name is Vicki and I'll be your hostess. Welcome to the podcast. Lots of exciting things happened in the spring. We have had little touches of spring here and there. The snow has all melted. However, old man winter, as we like to refer to him, um, has not fully given up on northern Michigan. We had a little bit of sloppy snow yesterday that immediately melted. And there has been times over the last week or two where we've had cold weather. And this morning there was frost on my car. However, today is gloriously sunny and the grass is greening up and it might dry out enough after our torrential rain that we may be able to get the fairy garden set up this weekend, rake out the rest of the leaves in the spongy areas of the yard and have a proper May. I am so tempted to go to the garden centers and get some plants, but It is just too early. Nothing before June 1st, really, here. Um, We only have 90 days of really nice weather for growing annuals. Yes, the end of May is Memorial Day weekend, which is our big kickoff to summer. And we're counting down the days to the first Highland Games of the season. We'll be gone about eight or nine weekends, going to different events from the end of May to mid-October. And I'm so looking forward to it. I've got spring fever. I want to get out. I want to see our summer people that we only see on the summer circuit. We have opportunities to do a little bit of travel here and there and we haven't firmed up all of our plans yet. I have a week off in June and I'm hoping we can at least go to Niagara Falls. It'll be a more of a glorified staycation. I love Niagara Falls and we might go there in July. I'm going to see the grandkids and then plan in August of going to Grand Rapids to the AQS quilt show. So I have my summer planned out. It is a whirlwind, believe me. We only have, you know, such a short summer. Everyone gets almost intoxicated with the sunshine and the long, long daylight hours. Um, it doesn't get dark till about 10 o'clock at night, starting starting about the end of this month. And we cram as much activity as we can before the long cold days of winter come. We know they're coming. So I've needed some projects because I needed some slowing down projects. You know, I feel like I've been really whirling around with lots of long arming customers and I'm caught up with that. In fact, um, I'm sure as soon as I get the current customers done that I'll have more coming. But there's been a couple of intense quilts for me and it take a takes a lot of brain power. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when I have one project that takes a lot of brain power, I need a project that is less brain powered. So that's why I've been catching up on um, my Pat Sloan Black of the Month. Um, 
the children's library series. I'm catching up on that. The solstice half size, I stopped at 14 blocks because I'm concerned that I might run out of this perfectly matched fat quarter bundle. And I'm going to kind of jigsaw all these pieces together. So when I get done with the nine blocks in her series, I'm going to pick and choose some of the other blocks, even it all out. Might need to use some fillers. Probably have to go to the store, but it's going to be nothing what we used to call heavy lifting back in the day. Um, one of my orchestra instructors used to say that all the time. No heavy lifting. We're going to do light things today. And that's what I like doing of block of the month. They're all planned out. The math is done. I already had a fat quarter bundle that there's no thinking about matching the fabrics light and easy. I also needed um, some easy handwork projects in the evening. I have finished several cowls that are only knit and I decided to do a flat stitch a flat knit on a very small needle. I picked a size four and I cast on oh I don't know 60 and I'm just knitting the one and a half skeins of yarn that I have. Now this yarn, I know it's at Hobby Lobby and I can go get more. It's probably too wide to be a scarf. Maybe it'll make another cowl. I'll, if the ends, I sew them together and make a loop. It's very dense and it's going to be a very practical piece of knit because um, I have to run the snowblower occasionally and I wanted a very thick, warm neck piece or cowl or scarf or big I don't know maybe I'll just keep knitting it on and on it's just something very meditative and very relaxing after a long day at work to just sit and knit and it's only knit stitch so it's a garter stitch piece I just love that I know how to cable and count and do late I know how to do all that but not right now I don't know um, sometimes you've gone through a period in life where your brain just fogs out on you yeah I've been experiencing that. It's it's not fun. <laughs> not fun at all when you uh, turn a certain age in your life and uh, you start experiencing all kinds of interesting things that go along with not being 20 anymore. Part of it is my memory is not so hot sometimes. Writing everything down, being forgetful. Oh man, it gets bad. It gets really, really bad. So I found that the best thing is um, all of my electronic devices, calendars, notes, post-it notes, all kinds of reminder things. So what about all the exciting things that have been happening? Oh my goodness, where to start? The first big exciting thing is May 1st was the big kickoff to the machine quilting blog hop. We are using that hashtag on Instagram. Um, four of us, me, Holly Ann of String and Story, Kristen Esser of kristenesser.com, Simply Sewn, and Quilt and Jenny. You know, they, two of them went to Quilt Con. It was Holly Ann and Quilt and Jenny, and they met Krista Watson and Angela Walters. Boy, I see memory book sitting right here in front of me. They had a book signing and the name of the book was The Ultimate Guide to Machine Quilting. And the book is such a lovely reference. It has quilts in it too as a bonus. And each chapter is a different lesson on 
quilting, free motion quilting, either on a long arm machine or a sit down machine. Angela, of course, is the long arm and Krista is doing a sit down machine. There's different ideas on stitching. There's patterns. I'm not making the quilt patterns for the blog hop. The focus is practice, 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 practice. Did I say practice? The free motion quilting. It's really not much different from back when I was a kid and in orchestra and taking lessons. You do all the added learning once the basics are done. Once you have your basic tools in the toolbox, which I have been making videos and talking about on my blog leading up to this blog hop. So the first week was a lesson in plumb lines. That's the first chapter. It's about um, stitching the ditch, emphasizing what you've quilted free motion with straight lines and how you have to approach things differently depending on what kind of machine you use and the type of um, free motion quilting you're going to use. There's some wonderful ideas and I talked about a few of the stitches that I did in my blog post, but a few of them were things like um, squares on a string and swirls and curls and switchbacks. All of those wonderful stitches are talked about. And I did a few little videos and I'm getting very excited about learning about videoing and doing um, chats for these weekly blog posts. So there's going to be 10 weeks on a Monday that we're all going to post about our practice, what we learned, takeaways from the chapter. And this first week, um, when I was reading through it, the big thing that I really, really meditated on was Angela saying that we are free motion quilting, let go of perfection because it's not going to look like a computer had made all the stitches. They're human hands guiding each and every stitch. We need practice to get them to what we want them to look like to make them better, but we're not going to achieve perfectly straight lines or perfect swirls um, in the long arm. Sometimes I find when I step across a large quilt, when I take a step, I sometimes wobble or I lose my concentration. So those are some really great takeaways from that first chapter. I mean... The response to um, the number of people reading it I, was almost overwhelming. I was so thrilled that there's been enough interest generated in this that I really want to step up my production game on some vlogging videos. I even opened up a YouTube channel. Um, I have all kinds of photography ideas to make it easier to see the stitches. And I may even um, try to add some other quilts if I can as we go along this 10-week series using contrasting threads so it'll be a little bit easier to see for the purpose of looking at a photo or a video. But, you know, in real life, you're going to want to pick you know, thread that matches your background. So we did all kinds of different viewpoints from the four of us, different pictures, different styles. I would encourage you to check it out from each person because you'll, you'll learn something different from each chapter. The book is great. So the blog hop is designed, though, to um, for you to own the book and to be able to follow along and then share your practice, share your progress. Remember, we're sharing on Instagram with the hashtag of machine quilting. Ah, oh, I got the hashtag wrong. It is um, machine quilting blog hop. 
<laughs> memory. Oh, I would love to have it come back. Uh, machine quilting blog hop, and I'll never sing for you people again. All right. I love to sing in the shower, but it's not really for public consumption. Um, so taking a risk and feeling vulnerable, I'm putting a lot of my work close up out there. So share yours too. It'll be a lot of fun. So the second thing was, this is the, um, launching of Quiltmaker 100 Blocks Volume 15 magazine. So I did post about the Baker's Dozen test blocks that I did for this um, series. And I have really have been fortunate to do about five or six cycles of testing the patterns for the magazine. I um, unfortunately had to give my notice and this was my last go around. It was a very bittersweet moment. But I really need to focus on doing some other things, which I'll talk about at the next segment of, of the podcast. But really, this magazine had some great, great patterns in it this time that were right in my wheelhouse. And so the ones I did were um, listed on the blog, but there are several paper pieced ones. There was like a Maltese cross that I fell in love with. And in fact, I put a lot of these blocks together with a whole bunch of other blocks from previous magazine pattern testing. Boy, that's a tough one to say. And I put together a queen size quilt, which I will put in the show notes for you to see. Um, I purposely made it this big because I'm expecting some gifts that need to be given that are queen size. You know, I vowed not to make more queen size quilts just for the sake of making quilts. But um, I had a lot of orphan blocks left over from all this pattern testing. And um, the first bunch of children's blocks I did put together and made um, 12 and a half inch quiet books soft books they're all the quilted blocks for my grandkids and they love them they're big and oversized but the color and the pattern and the texture is great for toddlers and then they also use them lay them out flat and reuse them as camping beds and, and beds for their dolls and it's great and the next group of orphan blocks, I'm going to see what I have that can coordinate. And I'm going to do some quilts for a specific charity. So Quilt Makers 100 Block Magazine, if you want to check it out, they're doing a big blog tour and the designers, um, they're a great group of people. And don't worry, I did um, make a couple referrals for one of my friends who wants to test patterns and she's going to um, take my spot. But I can't thank Quilt Maker enough for allowing me to be part of it. Doing all these blocks regularly, again, made my piecing game so much better. That practice and the pressure of deadlines and the pressure of applique, which I am not good at still, but I'm getting better. And I figured out a few little tricks over time, as well as um, just reading all kinds of patterns, doing things I wouldn't regularly do, pushed me to the next level. So that's what I, I would encourage you to do. If you want to get better at either free motion quilting or piecing, you really got to do it regularly, even 15 minutes a day. I, I really believe that. When I was a kid, you know, they used to say, oh, you have to practice your violin for an hour every day, maybe the first year. But after that, once you know the basics, just to keep sharp and to advance to the next level, if you could go 15, 20, or 30 minutes, it really was enough to reinforce in your brain all those things that you learned, plus practice a few more. Now, obviously, if you're going to be a collegiate level player, wow, someone's calling my landline. One moment, please. 
If you want to go to the next level, whether it's a sport or music, obviously you need to put in a lot more time than 15 or 20 minutes a day. But for the average person who's just wanting to do things for fun or quilting and you want to learn to do things for yourself or even get to an intermediate level, that's usually all you need to do, especially if you're busy working or a parent or you have a very active life outside of your home. So 15, 20 minutes, really you can get a lot done. Pre-planning, I do that a lot. I'll cut, you know, 15, 20 minutes the next time I'll sit down with the pattern, do the block, etc. So overall, charities. I wanted to talk about, you know, where I was going to send these blocks. I have a whole drawer of them, as well as a few quilt tops that were made as experiments. And it's, they're all earmarked for a charity that I really support. And I don't even like calling it a charity. It's uh, Quilts for Cure. Um, Quilts for Cure is a newly, um, newly formed nonprofit. And I've been very fortunate to be part of the group. And I want to say is the goal is for each child someday in our country to get a quilt while they're being treated for cancers. Pediatric cancers are devastating and if we can bring um, awareness, um, eventually we want to do fundraising to go for pediatric cancer research. It'll be donated to a larger entity who takes funds for that. But in the meantime, we're starting small. I mean, it's doing things like, you know, making one quilt at a time. If I would I can get a lot of them done. I have several hospitals in Michigan that will take my quilts. I found several hospitals across the country that will take quilts. So if you have an interest in making a quilt, please take it to a hospital that has a pediatric cancer center or an oncology um, wing that has children. If you need ideas or place to to donate, um, Quilts for Cure has a website and you can contact us there. I'd be happy to put you in touch with someone who um, is a hospital or treatment center that would take your quilt. You could even ship to some really big places. So we got a lot of ideas. Or if you know a child who has cancer and you feel a deep move to, to give them a quilt, please let us know because we want to incorporate the names of children on the backs of a E Pluribus Unum project that Holly Ann is working on. And on the back of it, we want to put the names, you know, first name, last initial, whatever um, the parents, the family is open to. We want their name on there to know that together and united, we will get through this. People need a, a human touch. People need to know other people care. And a quilt is a physical sign of, of caring, of comfort, and just a squishy quilty hug. So quilts for cure. Check it out. You know, if you're like me, you might have enough quilts sitting in a drawer to make a small quilt. It doesn't need to be bigger than a twin. Lap size is fine. Lots of kids are small. And a couple of the places want small quilts. A couple of them want twin size. So new material in a pet-free, non-smoking home is preferred because, you know, their immune systems are usually very compromised from the treatment. But please, let us know if you need any help in getting started. So where we going next with this podcast is I have decided with all of the excitement 
of really getting confident, I have contacted someone to help me in getting a pattern published for myself. And eventually I want to have a bunch of them so that I could either put them up on the website to sell for a nominal fee, or maybe someday I will have the ability to travel. Someday meaning I got to have a place to to go talk and lecture. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. And somewhere is learning how the process is of having a pattern made. So that's where I'm at. And that's why I gave up the block testing because I really want to focus making samples and taking pictures of quilts for some of these patterns. So watch this space. And I haven't decided what uh, avenue I'm going to sell them, you know, through Etsy or maybe somehow on my blog, but that will all be announced and it'll all be linked up. And I just really appreciate everybody's encouragement and listening to the podcast and all the kind words that I have received from people over this last year. My quilting excitement and passion has really been revitalized. Well, everybody, I want you to have a wonderful May. Happy May Day. Um, I'm recording this on May 3rd, so tomorrow, May the 4th, be with you. Um, (laughs) I just think that Star Wars thing is so funny. And I am going to celebrate Cinco de Mayo in my own style with my tacos and maybe an adult beverage, and I hope you do too. Celebrate life every day, enjoy the beauty, and I'm going to go out for a little walk, nature walk, because today's prompt challenge that, um, by the way, I'm still doing. So if you want to continue to hop in on these daily creative prompt challenges, look, you can look on the blog or even on Facebook in my group for my creative corner three. It's four things from nature. I found a rock in my house. So I got to get outside. I'm going to see if I can find four more interesting things that will make a nice photograph. And then I might get a little sunshine on my face and do a few steps. And I'm just really looking forward to the prompt challenge because at the end of the month, I'm doing something that I've never done before that I think will help me in my creative process. And that's making a mood board. We're going to do a few days of step-by-step Um, prompts to help us with the final product of a mood board. And then the last day of the month, we're going to talk about, did this inspire us? Did we find this helpful? I'm not sure that I've never done before because I don't know if it will be helpful. But maybe if I do it in the right process, I'm going to be very inspired. So we'll talk about that next time on My Creative Corner 3. Thanks for listening, everyone.